0: Afternoon, folks. This is Jesse Cope. We're here for another episode of the American Soul. I sure do appreciate y'all joining me. I hope y'all are getting something out of the podcast, and thank you especially for those of y'all that are sharing it with others. It means a great deal, both to me personally, and I hope even more, even if it's just a little bit, to our nation, and and helping her turn back to the truth and her founding faith and principles. Hope that y'all are doing well. It's a sunny day here. We're going to take one of our little walks down the road. A little bit windy here today, so I'm hoping that won't overshadow the recording too much, although some of y'all might be glad if it overshadowed the recording a little bit. Nobody, no takers today. Getting a little hot. This is uh, not our normal recording time, and I don't think they're very impressed with it. So I don't have anybody out for the walk right now. I did have one turkey pass by, but that was about it. So I wanted to touch on education. I've touched on it in the past and we'll circle back as some are fond of saying these days, we'll circle back to it quite a few times. And I want to look in particular at two things today. The first is an excerpt from a sermon, I believe, by Jedediah Morris. Uh, he's the father of Samuel Morris that y'all may be familiar with, Morse Code, that we use in the military and that they teach in, or at least used to in Boy Scouts and some other areas. But Jedediah Morris was an educator, clergyman, had quite a few different roles. One of the informal titles is the father of American geography because he wrote the first textbook on geography in the United States, or in America, I should say. And I want to say, I need to double-check this real quick, folks, but I want to say that he was an educator at yale yeah he taught at yale and the publication that he wrote was geography made easy it was published back in 1784. and i'm gonna i'm gonna read a little excerpt from one of his sermons and then the second thing that i would like to look at is just a couple of examples of what the original mottos or seals or founding principles of some of our oldest, greatest, at least they used to be, colleges and universities, for their original purpose. Because I think quite a few, I know I was at least when I heard these, quite a few of y'all will be shocked at what the original purpose was for Harvard or Yale or Princeton or these colleges based on what they have become, what they have turned into today. So the reason, again, folks, as always with education, the reason we go back to it, and I'll tie these quotes and sayings in in a minute. Today we focus so much on politics you know, we're going to, the next time we're going to get it right. We're going to elect the leader that we need the next time. Whether it's President Trump or whether it's, whether you think it's Biden or whether you think it's this senator or this governor. We always say, well, we're going to get it right next time. Next time we're going to get right and that's going to fix everything. And it just doesn't folks. Cycle after cycle shows this. And the problem is That quote that I go back to almost every single episode about Adams having a moral and religious people, if we don't have a good people to start with, we can't possibly hope to freely elect good politicians. And one of the places that we have to start building good people The family is the primary spot. And we talk off and on about marriage and the family unit, but education is huge. When you think about the amount of time that our nation's children spend away from our families and in the public education or private education system, you know, if if you have a child today and you take them to daycare that means sometime folks in the vicinity of a month and a half two months to six months usually more on the short end of that your child starts being raised by somebody else and that may raise some hairs and get some of you all all stirred up but it's just a it's a mathematical fact folks If, and you can think about it like this, if you were working a job, you had two people working a job, and one person was working a job two hours a day, maybe three hours a day, and the other person was working a job somewhere between eight to ten or twelve hours a day, which one of those two individuals would you say was doing the job? The lion's share of the job. The second one, of course. Nobody would deny that. But when it becomes emotional, when it becomes personal to us, when we start talking about our kids, all of a sudden we want to make excuses. We want to start to say this or that or mitigating, extenuating, mitigating circumstances, right, situations. And there are certainly a few folks, but not near as many as we pretend, right? There's some single families out there, single parent families that through no fault of their own, I experienced some in the military. You've got some widows out there, right? they automatically, through no desire of their own, became a single parent. Um, You've got that in our police force today. You can see it constantly. You've got it in firefighters. And you've got some other situations. But so many, there's a huge chunk that that's not the case for. And we at least need to have the courage and the honesty to admit that as soon as we start to drop our kids off somewhere else, whether it's at six weeks old or six years old, if we're only seeing our kids for three or four hours a day and somebody else is getting them for eight to 12 hours a day, we're not the ones putting most of the influence in our kids anymore. Now, you, you can have some arguments about the fact that a parent Gets that whole four hours, and most teachers or coaches only get an hour at a time. But even that's not really true, right? If you've got a kid that's going to some kind of athletic practice or event, then that coach is probably seeing them for two or three hours a day, too, uh, especially if they're a teacher on top of that. So, education is extremely important, and there's a great argument to be made today that we need to rethink. Not just, perhaps, school choice, but rethink the way we educate our kids. Uh, You know, is it really healthy for them to be in a room eight hours a day? And, And are we really most concerned with their health? Or are we more concerned about having somebody babysit our kids so that we can go and pursue our professional dreams, our personal goals? And that that hits a little home, close to home for some of us. Makes us a little uncomfortable, and it should, folks, because whatever you want to say, whatever angle you want to take, our education system is failing today. Absolutely, 100%, no doubt, failing. Uh, You can make different arguments for why, but it is failing. So one of the biggest reasons, though, goes back to the Supreme Court cases in 62-63. In fact, not one of the, but the biggest reason. And when we took the Bible... And we took Jesus Christ and we took prayer out of school because what we always go back to here is our country was founded as a Christian nation. That means that we had to have the principles of Christ in the people who were our leaders. John Jay, we've talked about that quote, said that in the Supreme Court, first Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, right? We've talked about a quote from Woodrow Wilson. We've talked about a number of quotes, folks, that that are showing that this country was founded as a Christian nation and needed those principles of Christ in our government, in our institutions. Well, public education is a huge, massive institution in our country. And if you don't have the founding faith and principles of our nation taught to our children in that institution then it's going to start to undermine, deteriorate. It's going to start to force that nation and our foundation to crumble, right? And so how does all this tie in? Well, this excerpt that I'm about to read from Morse talks, he's talking about, he's, this particular sermon was directed at clergy. He was shocked at how far away the clergy had come from the teachings of Christ. But you'll see that at the heart of his message, the same thing could be said for any of our institutions, specifically including education. Once we get away from our foundations, we're in real trouble, real trouble. And so the title of this little excerpt is, If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? And so this is Jedediah Morris, and this is his quote. Our dangers are of two kinds, those which affect our religion and those which affect our government. They are, however, so closely allied that they cannot, with propriety, be separated. The foundations which support the interest of Christianity are also necessary to support a free and equal government like our own. And there's another quote I think I may have used on here once before. I believe it's by Coolidge. And he was talking about that. If we ever lost these shared sets of values, folks, the country would cease to exist. And again, Mr. Morris here, that's what he's saying. He's saying if if we don't have these Principles, foundations that support Christianity, they're also necessary to support our government. And if we don't have them, if those aren't all together shared, then we're going to lose our country, right? So I'm going to continue a little bit more with his excerpt. To the kindly influence of Christianity, we owe that degree of civil freedom and political and social happiness which mankind now enjoys. In proportion, as the genuine effects of Christianity are diminished in any nation, either through unbelief or the corruption of its doctrine or the neglect of its institutions, in the same proportion will the people of that nation recede from the blessings of genuine freedom and approximate the miseries of complete despotism. I hold this to be a truth confirmed by experience. If so, it follows that all efforts made to destroy the foundations of our holy religion ultimately tend to the subversion also of our political freedom and happiness. Whenever the pillars of Christianity shall be overthrown, our present republican forms of government and all the blessings which flow from them must fall with them. Folks, this quote is so imperative to today, just like it was over 200 years ago at that time. It's so true today. It's true in education, which is what I really started off talking about here. And I'm going to get to the, those mottos from Harvard and Yale or a couple of those colleges at least today. But this last section outlines so well what's happening in our country today the farther away from the principles of Christ that we get, and you can list a few just off the top. You can talk about abortion, murdering babies via that. You can talk about sexual deviancy via the LGBTQ movement. You can talk about no-fault divorce and the destruction of our family unit. Uh, You can talk about greed. You can talk about lack of caring For the poor and needy, which allowed the welfare state to be created and step in. The list goes on and on, folks. The more we get away from the principles of Christ, the more we move to tyranny and oppression. And you see that. The farther and farther away we as a people have gone away from those principles... The less freedom we have had as a country, we're continuing to have our freedoms and rights, everything from the First Amendment, free speech, you see censorship growing so rapidly today. The Second Amendment, the right to bear arms, you see that under attack today. Freedom of religion, the ability to live your life based on the principles of Christ, you see that under attack today. Uh, It's just... We're under attack on numerous fronts, folks, and it has to do with it starts with the people. It doesn't start with the politicians. The politicians are a reflection of us, and yeah, we need to work to get good people elected, but we've got to start by having a good people. That's why this war is gonna be won in culture and education. That's why it's so important today to take back control of our education system. And there's different ways. Some people are for school choice. Some people have other opinions about how to get there. But one way or the other, folks, we have got to get our founding faith and principles back into schools. And not just as a side note, but as the cornerstone of our public education. That's where everything starts. If you start with that, the English and the math and the biology and the science, you know, everything else will come if you start with that ethical and moral foundation. And if you don't, we can teach our kids all the stuff we want to know, make them so smart that they can pass whatever test we want to make, and it won't do any good, folks, because they won't have the wisdom or the ethics, the morality, to put that knowledge into practice in a good way. just won't happen. It's not happening. And if you don't believe that, folks... Find some local school. (laughs) I don't know if they'd even let you do this, but talk to some teachers there. They'll definitely let you do that. You can find teachers in your community, but go and look in the schools. Walk the school hallways for a couple weeks, and you will see without a doubt that taking those principals out of education has been a disastrous thing. It's been a disaster on the home front. You see what some of these kids have to go home to. And then you see in the school the lack of ability to promote those founding faith and principles, what that's doing to education, just to learning. It's pretty dramatic. So, real quick, we're going to read a couple of these quotes, or not quotes, but mottos. So, Harvard, founded back in 1636... In its original rules and precepts they stated let every student be plainly instructed and earnestly pressed to consider well the main end of his life and studies is to know God and Jesus Christ which is eternal life John 17:3. and therefore lay Christ at the bottom as the only foundation of all sound knowledge and and learning. And their original seal, Harvard's original seal, which you can still see on the walls of their campus, says, truth for Christ and the church. And I'll try and come back to these again, folks, but I wanted to get one more in real quick. Yale stated that the goal of every student or for every student is to consider the main end of his study to wit, to know God and Jesus Christ, and answerably to lead a godly, sober life. And there's there's more, as always, folks. But the point, I just wanted to tie this in with the education and the whole theme for this particular episode. Our colleges originally were founded first and foremost to spread Christianity, to spread the principles of Christ, to spread belief in Christ, really, if you're going to get down to it. But, as I say, in America, you don't have to be Christian to be an American, but you have to follow the principles of Christ. Otherwise, our country just won't work. If we don't have a people that do that, and if we aren't educating our children in those principles and holding them to those standards, then we're producing citizens that aren't helping our nation, they're not strengthening our nation, they're going to weaken it. We've got to get a handle on education and culture, folks. Have to. And that may mean that we need to tear some of it down. That may mean that we need to give universal school choice. That may mean that you don't get to watch every single thing on Netflix and Hulu and whatever else that you want to. And I'm not saying that somebody else comes in and decides what you can and can't watch. I'm talking about you as a person, you as an individual making that choice that, hey... We're not going to raise our kids watching this kind of stuff. And we're not going to watch it ourselves. We're not going to support these programs that directly undermine our culture, our country, right? And then with the education system, have got to get the Bible and Jesus Christ back in as the cornerstone of our education. However, that has to happen. That's where it's got to start because nothing else after that is going to matter if we don't get that right. All right, folks, hope that y'all got a little something out of this episode. Thank y'all so much for sticking with me. We've got a little storm that seems to be coming in, starting to feel some raindrops. So I think besides the fact that I've gone over the time limit, I'm going to let y'all go and hope that y'all have a wonderful rest of whatever is left of your day, wherever you are, folks. And in whatever sphere of influence you have, remember that you have it, that you have that influence and try and influence people back to our founding faith and principles based on the teachings of Christ and every chance that you get. Y'all have a good rest of your day and we will talk to you again soon.